Welcome to another episode of Crash Chords Autographs. I, of course, am Matt, a.k.a. Stormageddon, and my voice is crap. Um, I'm getting over a cold, and I'm all congested, but bear with me as I go over some important business and get on with the episode. Did you know I have a Patreon? I do. It's patreon.com slash Stormageddon. You can join at a variety of tiers and get some really cool rewards. Um, and of course, at the $5 and higher level, you get a shout out on this very show. So of course, thank you to Case Aiken, Robert Prine, Rob Sterobin, Robert Tremarco, and MJ Bradley Lestrange for contributing at the $5 or higher level. If you too would like a shout out on this show, please go to patreon.com slash stormageddon. On to this week's show. Um, this week is really special to me because it is the creators and hosts of a podcast of the same name, Certain Point of View. Um, it's a network that three of my other shows are a part of. It's the hosts, Ben Milton and Addie Thomas. We chat a little bit about the start of the site and its origins, the podcast, the growth of the network, and the future of this incredible network. So stay tuned and enjoy the show. Audacity, which is just getting me, and then I'm recording on OBS uh, with no actual video to capture everything. So in case the audio you send me, it's hard to sync up, whatever, I have a backup. So Nice. Okay, cool. Smart thinking. Yeah, if you record on OBS but don't have a game running, it records the video, but then you can convert the video into an MP3 and then just right. use right. the audio and edit it from there. So that's what I've done yeah. for a lot of my calls. That's smart. Nice. And so, yeah, so that's it. So Autographs is an interview series, so I'm just going to chat with you guys to start about how certain POV came to be and, like, how you built the network, the shows, a little bit about your background, and then we can really talk about anything after that, which I imagine will devolve into some semblance of talking about Star Wars. You know? I hope so. Um, <laughs> but uh, And also, this preamble may or may not be in the final episode, because, you know, it depends <laughs> on how lazy I am at the end of the day. Fantastic. <laughs> um, so, just in case people are tuning in now and don't know who this is because they didn't look at the link they clicked, I guess, I am chatting with Ben Milton and Addie Thomas of Certain POV, which is a website and a network that three of my other podcasts that aren't this one are a part of. Ben and Addie, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me, yeah, man. Seriously. This is awesome. Yeah, it's awesome to to finally be on one of uh, one of your non certain point of view podcasts. Yeah, well, I only have one that's not on the network so far, but who knows? You guys might get greedy. We'll see how it goes. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I mean, we can't do that to Case, who's finally caught up to me because we both have now three shows on the network. So we're like, <laughs> no, I, I kind of like doing that to Case actually. <laughs> that's that's another ticket in the column for uh, yes. <laughs> exactly right. Um, so let's start by talking. A little bit about certain point of view um, for listeners of this show who don't know what that is, although I do talk about it at length. Tell them a little bit about the site and the shows on it, and like how. Let's talk about a little bit about how the actual site and the podcast came to be. Sure. Well, uh, certain point of view was just it just kind of like sort of just happened. Really, I mean, Ben and I both started in radio. We we both uh, left radio, and then we kind of missed certain aspects of it. Like, especially the, like the part where, well, we didn't always get the chance to be as creative as we would, 
as we like to be to have as much control, and that was always very frustrating for us. So getting a chance to do some shows that we thought we mattered about things that we thought mattered was finally something we felt free to do. We had been kind of tangentially involved in podcasting. I had actually, I've actually been technically, you know, like if if by technical terms, I've actually been podcasting since two thousand five. Wow! Because of of the work, just because of the work I was doing in radio, just posting, repurposing audio from our station onto a feed. Um, and I I'd, I'd always you know liked I I always loved audio production. Uh, I, both of us are audio production nerds, um, and you know, uh, I guess the the, sh- the shortest version of it, and I'm sure we can delve like go further back in time uh, afterwards. But we both ended up making podcasts on our own. Uh, ben Ben made a podcast on his own just like a couple months before I launched a, a football show with another friend of mine. Um, and both shows, you know, we got some traction in different ways. Uh, but then both fizzled out for different reasons, and then certain point of view happened out of that. We decided to do a Star Wars podcast. We'd always been Star Wars fans. Uh, I mean, that like that's always been an like a, an integral building block of our relationship. It's Star Wars. <laughs> um, yes, it it, re- it really it legitimately is. Um, and uh, and then so we created that show, and 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 we kept going with that one and. Uh, I th- I guess the the best way to say how to explain how it exploded out into all these other podcasts is we met Case Aiken, <laughs> and we created other shows with Case, and then it just kind of snowballed from there. So you're saying that it's Case's fault, is what I'm hearing. Uh, I think Case is the only one who was uh, willing enough to make that many shows happen <laughs> well and let's not pick on case too much he is not here to defend himself but uh <laughs> yes, but yeah exactly. i mean I, from my point of view i mean my exposure to you guys was through case and through fun and games when we joined the network i'd been sort of familiar with you guys just because um jeff had mentioned it in passing and that show that he, this movie show that he had been on for a while um and what's really interesting to me about the the network and how you guys, I mean, we've grown so much over the last year, especially now in the new year. We have even two new shows that have just started. But um, what I wonder is, was Star Wars the thing you wanted to talk about on a podcast because it's just the thing you both talked about the most? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars Star Wars is like the Force. It's what binds us. <laughs> um. It, 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 you know, it's a, it's a touchstone for all of our nerdy interests. Right. Um, it's it's the it's the major piece that that. Um, well, that's when we became friends. Is when right. we both realized we. Like oh, Star you Wars. like Star Wars? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. that's like the the building block. That's the cornerstone to our relationship. Yeah. So everything always seems to sprout off from Star Wars or come back to Star Wars in some ways between the two of us. Yeah, and uh, and there's a lot of shared experiences beyond Star Wars for us, uh, like. In an almost creepy way, um, <laughs> like when I at least at least for me it was creepy. I don't know about you. Well, which part? I'm not. Well, like down to like like well, pa- like like past our the- birthdays are like a day apart. Birthdays are a day apart. <laughs> we both have like pet rabbits, apparently. <laughs> and then there was like all sorts of other stuff. I was yeah. like, am, am I like am I like a weird reincarnation of Ben that just happened too early? You know, <laughs> like somehow the time stream like just got messed up. Yeah, you know. Um, 
you know, we had very similar goals and career yeah. and sort of ambitions uh, and, and just kind of the lifestyle. Very that, similar, yeah, like thought patterns and beliefs and stuff like that and, and experiences. Part of that also comes because – so we met at a Christian music radio station that is uh, run by the Seventh-day Adventist Church. So we come from a similar church – from the same church background. Right. So there is a lot of similarity in that – from that environment, it's a very insulated and closed environment. So it was not, I think, like, there's some of that natural thing. But then, like, we also were very interested in reaching outside of that environment. Yeah, and getting out of that environment and being <laughs> effective outside of, of our, you know, that, that little tiny world. Exactly. It was always a, a big interest of ours. And we, you know, and at that radio station, he and I both fought day and night to to be more inclusive and to be more open and more welcoming to people that maybe didn't have those exact same beliefs or or had misconceptions about what those beliefs meant and stuff like that and we fought really hard for that and and eventually it was a losing fight yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but it was a, it was one it, of us left by choice yeah <laughs> one of one, yeah yeah Addy left by choice uh i i stayed too long um but the at the end of the day though like we wanted to have like we wanted to have a platform that we could control where we didn't have people telling us well you know you need to you need to keep it down to 30 seconds and then you know do you know you got to get the people's attention right away you know uh, get get all, get take the first exit you have when you're when you're talking and we were like we have more to say than what can be fit into you know, a, a Twitter feed. Right. You know, we wanted to. You know, or radio. Fifteen second yeah. intro of a radio song. is essentially the Twitter of of broad, the broadcasting universe. You have yeah. to keep it under 144 characters. And we were like, well, we have like paragraphs to say. Like we have whole novels and books we want to talk yeah. about. There's nuance to what we believe and think. Yeah. Uh, so we so we were just looking for a platform for that, and Star Wars is a great platform for that for us as well. Because again, it's sort of like that common thing that we have. Uh, and and we were both like like I was kind of rediscovering my nerd roots, and Addy was kind of discovering his. Yeah, in a larger way. Like yeah, in the process. Of yeah. It. yeah, and so we were like, let's do like nerds. Like you know, Nerdist was really big. Yep. or still is, but Nerdist was really peaking then. Um, and and podcasting was really starting to take off. And I had been talking, and we had been doing podcasts, and. And so I think we just looked at each other. So like, well, let's just do a podcast and let's, you know. And then as it, it, it developed, I introduced Addy to Case because Case and I used to play poker together um, back in the day when poker was really big. <clears throat> and then um, so I it was like, oh, I got a great a guy who would be great as a guest for the show and, and who would talk with us. And, and we had Case on. And the three of us hit it off so well. Like yeah. we recorded an hour, hour and a half, or something that night. And then we spent another three hours just, <laughs> just talking, hanging out, talking yeah. after recording. Yeah, which was way better than the recording. We should have recorded that. <laughs> <laughs> so we, um, you know, it, we just hit it off, and and, and we you know, just kept he, on. He, he kept coming kept, back, yeah. and and next hanging he, out, and and one of his ideas for a show ended up. Like we were like we could spin that off into its own show, which yeah. is what became of that's how another pass started. Yeah. Um. And honestly, we were a little skeptical of yeah. like whether or not he would do it. Um, we were like, "All right, I mean, it's cool if he does. We'll be glad to help him." But we kind of wanted to see whether or not he would he would go for it himself, and he did. And yeah, and he more than exceeded those expectations because Case isn't also the first person that has approached us to create podcasts. Mm -hmm. I mean, there there have been a number of people, you know, friends and friends of friends who have come and asked, like, "Hey." 
how do I develop a podcast? And I, I'll usually take a good half hour to sit down with someone and kind of talk to them about what they need. Usually outside of the technical stuff, like the technical stuff is something that like, I'll tell them like it's, it's a two minute thing really. Right. But really about committing, like if you want to be serious about this or is this just a hobby or is it somewhere in between, you know, and trying to gauge that kind of interest. And some people have, have tried to do a little bit more than others, but Case was really the one who really, really ran with it, you know? Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I think that comes from also a place of, you know, podcasting seems easy. And I'll tell anybody that any idiot with a paycheck and a high-quality microphone can make a podcast. At its right. base, at its core, anyone can make a podcast. But making a successful podcast or a podcast that sticks around has nothing to do with the tech you have the topic of conversation, all it has to do with is your own passion for the project. Absolutely. Like that at the end of the day, the reason I've been podcasting as long as I have is because I had a passion for it. And while my music show didn't stay around forever, I still have five years of a weekly show backlogged that I did do that still exists. That's still a great listen. It ended due to a myriad of circumstances and Maybe someday in the far-flung future, I'd love to go back to something like that. But at the end of the day, it started what I ended up continuing. And you mentioned Nerdist earlier. The only reason autographs exist is because of early Chris Hardwick. Now, he can go fuck himself now. But at the time, like I idolized him and his show and the way he interviewed. And there are other names that I do still like, like Kevin Pollack and a few others, Pete Holmes, who who I admire for the way they interview, and it's always kind of what I've wanted to do with autographs. It's just this idea of having a conversation with people because you could do yeah. a Q&A, but after a while, it's like people don't want to listen to question and answer. Even if you really like somebody, you'd rather hear a yeah. casual conversation. Yeah, and, and that was something that, that interested us as well because I, you know, speaking of Pete Holmes, I remember Pete talking. Somebody asked him why he had like two, three hour or two or three hour podcasts, yeah. and he was like, "Because the first hour is bullshit. Yeah. Like you don't like the the person's guard is still up, and they're still like, um, you know, thinking about like, oh my god, I'm on a podcast. What am I saying? It's not until really that promoting. second hour yeah. where like that those walls start coming down, and you start actually hearing from the person. Yeah. My first podcast was an interview podcast with Christian music artists because I had all those connections, and I started it right after I got fired from the radio station. And um, you know that was that was really my major goal was like let's have some long form conversations with yeah. these people and find out what they really think. Because when I would sit down with them and we'd have a conversation. They, you know, they they were most of them were great. I loved yeah, them. Yeah. They, they were fantastic people. But then when you hear like their songs and the things that are being represented in those songs, you're like, man, that's not what you like. That ain't what you believe, fool. <laughs> well, and, and I'll I'll actually add on to that because I was a witness through a lot of those conversations because a lot of those artists appreciated those conversations because Ben wasn't asking the typical questions that yeah. industry people would go for. You know, there's there's an authenticity, and I think that's one of the Honestly, that's one of the most important things to me about all the certain point of view podcasts that kind of connects all of them is ultimately the authenticity and reality. And I think that's what you're talking about also with what we do with the podcast that, you know, about real conversations and getting to who people really are and what they're passionate about. Yeah. Um, but those artists like would would 
share more than just like the you know the the bullet points that they have on a talking point sheet from their publicist. Yeah, you know they get into much more intimate conversation because we started to share first. Like I know Ben would often share his story with with his family situation, and that was something that would open up doors because those people felt more endeared to and connected to Ben and like as a consequence they would sometimes offer to do things that they normally don't do for other stations similarly it was but it was because people were finally connecting because they had an authentic connection right. and not just well here's an industry connection and here's you know here's our you know whatever game we're playing on right. this this stupid morning show you or know? and you know what 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 the the real thing about that it, like all those things that you're talking about what the heart of that is is they could feel like w- with other people what are they trying to get out of me right right you know and and that's that's one of the things that I, I like also about all the shows on the network is there is there isn't I don't ever feel that way of like when when anybody's interviewing anybody or talking to anybody about like well what can I get from this person yeah like you know we we all we all work really hard to show each other and the topics that we're discussing about in the best light yeah. Um, you know, and, and that means a lot to to me too. Like, I, I really like that we have sort of a really positive spin in media, you know, because it's very easy to go negative. It's very yep. e- you know, you can find anybody on the internet spewing hate about the thing that they allegedly love. Yeah, you know, that, that <laughs> you know, for for people who love these 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 different IPs, they sure do bitch a lot. Oh wait, I don't <laughs> understand though. Are you saying that Star Wars fans are oversensitive and horrible man children? I don't I don't understand. What? A large majority of them, yes. <laughs> um, no, yeah. I think what what's interesting about from my perspective, joining certain point of view, is when when Case approached Jeff and then Jeff approached me. I mean, at the time, also it was like, well, I don't have a network. I sort of have a brand, but like it's kind of up in the air. Sure, I'll join this network. I'd love to, and like. After several conversations with you and Addy, I could tell that you really just cared about the medium and you were also genuinely interested in what we could bring to the table. It wasn't just like, yeah, put your name under our umbrella, whatever. Like there was a, <laughs> a an immediate and vested interest in what we were doing. And I really appreciated that. And I think it comes from a place that you both actually really care about what you're making. Money, no money, success, no success. It doesn't matter. What matters to you is the content that you're making and how you get there. Well, that's really the only thing you can control. All right. that yeah. other shit, like you have no, you know, there's, there's, yeah, yeah, we can work as hard as we want. Maybe we produce the best sometimes Star Wars podcast on the net, <laughs> but, but that doesn't mean that you know it's it's getting the downloads of you know, you know, some of these other major shows that that you know about. Sure, that I can't control that. You know, right. So I, you know, we we try to control what we can control, which is how good is our own content? Are we growing? Are we learning ourselves? Are we saying something meaningful for other people and for ourselves as yeah. well? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. um, I feel I feel like if if you're saying something, if you're if you're doing a show that's already being done and it's just well, this is just my take on that. You're not really adding to the conversation. You're you're just doing a knockoff of what's already successful. Sure, and that's. It doesn't make much sense. Well, yeah, and whenever anyone approaches me asking about doing a podcast, that's 90% the first thing I say is, you know, have something to say and also talk about something that maybe other people aren't talking about. Like, I love this show. I love doing autographs. But I know that I'm relying, A, on the audience of the guest and, B, on people who like talking head shows, which there is no shortage of on the internet. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> Where so this this is, will always be my passion project. I always hear kind words about it from the people who do listen, and I appreciate each and every one of them. But on other shows, I've seen more immediate reaction. Like I could have never predicted the quite to the degree of the interaction that Reignite has caused. And I mean, part of that is just because of all the work that MJ has put into growing the community, because I give her uh-huh. all of the credit for that. But still, part of it, and I've realized, is because it's a very specific thing. The Mass Effect series yeah. is three to four games, if you include Andromeda, some books and some comics and some other things. But it has an end, and it's it's not as large as the pantheon of every of every other video game. And so people can focus in on it, and the audience is more focused in. And I imagine there are less podcasts about Mass Effect than there are about video games on the whole, which I know for a fact. And we've had right. a lot of people come to us saying, hey, I just searched Mass Effect podcasts, and yours came up, and I started listening. And it, it's those kinds of things that I think is always healthy for a podcast and for sure a podcast network to have. I think also the fact that you guys are talking about Star Wars, and though I make the joke that you're the sometimes Star Wars podcast, when you're not doing Star Wars stuff, you're still doing really interesting things. Like when I was still watching Arrow and Flash and 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 Legends of Tomorrow and all of those shows that I've now felt fallen behind on, and you guys used to do recaps for it, it was really interesting, and you guys always had really interesting perspectives and, and opinions on it. You know, you're not just doing another nerdy show. You're bringing your personal perspectives and some broader perspectives as well to the conversation. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we try. We yeah. try real hard. It's been a learning experience. It's been, it's been fun. And having the other shows on the network, honestly, I think has made us better. Yeah. Um, you know, it's forced us to be like, okay, like we have to we have to up our game. Like we have to get better. We have to, you know, we have to continually like just I, I don't know, like I it's not I don't well, feel I think like I feel like we're sort of that was it that's that that quote. I, I don't know who says it, but like a rising tide raises all ships yeah. Yeah. type of thing. And I think that's what certain point of view is for everyone on the on the network. Uh, yeah, because you know, like I, I have, I'll have like a nightmare at night. One of my my few reoccurring nightmares is that like everybody leaves the network or the network fails or something like that, and they're all like fucking certain point of view, <laughs> bending out of your bunch of cocksucker. I hate those guys. You know. I, that that's like my greatest fear about this. <laughs> I was like, just don't let them fail. <laughs> just keep this thing going as long as we can. <laughs> yeah, but maybe that's all you could do sometimes. And I think what's what's also really great about certain point of view is that at least for from for both of you, like you've been open to suggestion and ideas since day one. You've never been like, no, this is our network. This is our plan. This is what we're doing. It's often like, hey, we have this plan. We'd love for you guys to be a part of it. But also, what do you think? What do you want to do? How do you want to shape this? And the fact that also, like I joke about how you've absorbed my other three podcasts, but the reality is it shows a passion for A, the work that I'm doing, and B, the work that my co-hosts are doing, because mm-hmm. none of those shows are just me. This show is just me, for the most part, besides my guests. Like, this is all my work, whereas I would not be able to do those other three shows without my co-hosts. They take on so much of the workload and and do such great work, and you recognize that and pulled us in as it was all related to what you guys do. Um, with all that said, do you guys have a specific idea or plan for the future of the, the show itself, certain point of view, as well as the network as a whole, like any like key things that you're really looking forward to rolling out with over the next, next year or so. 
I got lots of hopes and aspirations for it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I, I, I want. Well, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing more shows be part of this, this network. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, not all podcasts. You know, I like to see. You know, I'm super excited that right now you and Ben are on Twitch and streaming game, uh, gameplay. Yeah. Um. One of my big passions, uh, my love for audio production was born out of radio drama, mm-hmm. um, and you know I'd love to, you know, when 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 time permits, like when it, it when th- when certain point of view is what I'm doing professionally, I it, it, that's when we'll quit. <laughs> <laughs> that's when it's done. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, when I when I can yeah when I can professionally be a podca- a podcast host and producer, that's when I want to be able to do like you know uh, audio drama series or you know one offs or whatever. You know, I want to be able to do stuff like that. Yeah. You know, video stuff. You know, uh, you know on YouTube or whatever platform. Um, I just I like I just want I I, I don't view as just as a podcast network where we're just a honestly we're just about. Entertainment and media, yeah, and media. We're we, yeah, we're more, we're more than just podcasting. Yeah. Podcasting is you know is our is our base right now. Yeah, because it's one of the, the e- honestly, it's the the easiest to produce at this point. That's true. <laughs> but uh, but I yeah I, I I think there's more than that, and I I'm also looking forward to you know at one point at some point doing you know live shows. You know I'd le- like I want to I'd love to get us to uh, I I've been you know working on some plans even for uh maybe a film festival that um that we could you know maybe start on our uh, you know on our own as well um you know like i like i'd love to get uh a facility like i feel like the only thing that can ha- handle something like this is like an old church <laughs> uh and just repurpose it into like a bunch of studios and then like use the sanctuary for like movie screenings on a regular basis like have a sort of cafe type of uh environment for nerds to come and hang out and you know play D and you know you know Podcast, get yeah stream po- yeah learn how to do these kind of things learn how to produce learn how to create their own uh you know projects you know whether it's crafts or you know podcasts or um you know but also have a chance to just hang out and you know talk comics you know with people and you know get something to eat while they're there you know it's just i, I want i i'm excited about uh, the community aspect yeah. of all of this, you know, you know, you can host a, a Smash Brothers tournament at at a you know a location like this. I want to have that kind of. In a way, it's almost like Church for Nerds is right. really kind of how I imagine it. If that and, makes and, sense. And, and well, here's what's amazing. He's not kidding. Addy and I have have literally been looking on LoopNet <laughs> for churches for like yeah. a year and a half. Oh now. yeah. I, like, I, I, every now and looking. then I look. Like there's a couple churches I see in the DC area. I'm like, ah, I don't know about this one. I'm not crazy about the look. I would like more parking. At this one, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I think also um, we all got a taste of this a little bit when we were together at Magfest, and I think part of it is gr- growing the brand is talking to more people and doing more live events. And I think that you know having a location is a really great idea. I'm really excited that in March I'm going to be at Dark Side of the Con with Reignite. We're doing an episode uh, or a, a special event uh, that's about vampires and video games. I'm going to be hosting a VIP event that I just found out. I'm going to be interviewing the band Stabbing Westward, which is really oh, wow. awesome. Um, it's a VIP event for the for the con, but also I'm hoping to be able to release it as an autographs episode at some point. I have to talk to the the con hosts. And then also I'm going to be in a uh, Sandman panel talking about Neil Gaiman's Sandman with uh, a few other people. Nice. And so, like, 
I'm really excited to be able to go to these cons and talk about the stuff that I'm working on with you guys. Like when we were at MAGFest and every time I saw a Mass Effect hoodie, backpack, cosplay, I was like, <laughs> I've got a sticker for you because it was very obvious they would definitely be interested in what we were making. And we've retained some listeners who have, after the fact, reached out saying, hey, thank you for telling me to check this out. I really dig it and so on and so forth. And so, so cool. Yeah, I think that so what's cool. really interesting about podcasting now and you guys might be able might have a different perspective because you've were your old school radio guys but i feel like word of mouth is more reliable now than any of the social media we have has that been your experience when telling people about the show oh that, yeah, absolutely. absolutely that's that's always been true well and i think that's always been the point of social media and uh, i mean cuz ultimately like I, I always go back to the Super Bowl as the example. Like the the whole idea of Super Bowl commercials are to get people talking about those commercials the day after, yeah, right? So that people would remember those brands when you need those products. Because ultimately, the point of advertising is to generate word of mouth. Yeah. It's not about advertising being effective. It's never been about advertising. Advertising never converts anybody into a customer. I don't think there's anybody who ever's like. I think it's very rare. It's not. There's. This is not a never situation. But it's really rare for you to see an ad and be like, you know what? That's that's the product I want, and I'm gonna buy it immediately. Typically, people are gonna look at a couple options or if they want that product immediately or they just remember that when the time comes for to buy a product and it might give them a little bit more you know i don't know credibility to choose that over another brand yeah uh, word of mouth is is easily the most uh, important thing that, that you can do for any anything that you're doing you know I mean it it, it, it holds true to you know in advertising it holds true uh, in um, like when you're looking for a job, it's easier to find a jo- get a job somewhere if somebody puts it in for you personally for, than you just sending out your resumes. It always helps, you know. That that that's always been the case, and it, it still is. Uh, it, that that will never change. Yeah, I find it frustrating with social media, especially now, because and a great example of it. And so, for the listeners who don't know or don't remember, uh, both Ben and I participated in last year's Extra Life, uh, which is a uh, charity fundraiser to raise money for children's hospitals. Um, through the uh, Children's Miracle Network. And I've done it before. This was Ben's first year. It was a lot of fun. And it was what was really interesting to me <coughs> is in previous years, I raised a lot more money. And I think it's because social media worked differently. I think that my posts were more visible. I think people saw them and were able to interact more easily. I think this year, the reason I raised less money is because I wasn't as big at at as big of a company as I was back then um, four years ago. But also I think it's because social media is just drowning out people who won't pay for advertising. And as far as they're concerned, promoting a charity is, is a form of advertising and they don't want, and they suppress it and it's not a picture of your baby or your dog. So they don't let people see it, which I find <laughs> nothing against babies or dogs, but I just find it really frustrating. <laughs> Uh yeah, I mean, I it's hard to tell exactly because the algorithm because the algorithm constantly changing, constantly changing yeah. and they're constantly very secretive about how that stuff really works and you know because I think it was also easier uh, you know a year ago even just a year ago on social media because there was less people there there was just True. less noise every year it just gets you know the volume just gets turned up more and more and more exponentially and like you know. It's to the point now where I've pretty much taken myself off of all the different platforms except for Twitter. Yeah. 
um, right now. I, I don't. I, I look at Facebook twice a day. I still have an account. I look at it twice a day in the morning just to see if anything important happened, and then at night to see if anybody thought it was important. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and I, I don't look at Instagram at all anymore. Um, I, I spend most of the time in our Discord server, yeah. to be honest with you, because that's, you know, I'm talking to people I want to talk to that way and hearing from the people I want to hear from anyway. Um, but on Twitter, you know, it, it's, I, I think no matter what, it's just really hard to, to get noticed in, on social media. Well, I'm, um, I'm actually absolutely impl- advertising plays a role in that, but I mean, you can still see things go viral that aren't advertising. So that's true. Yeah. I, th- you know, I think it's, it's great that you bring up discord actually, cause I will go on the record on my own podcast and say, Ben, you were right. Um, cause, cause for, to, for a little inside baseball for the listeners, when we were trying to discuss how to grow the community, there are several chat. Oh, programs. don't tell this story. Don't tell this story. <laughs> just, this is your podcast, man. I feel bad coming on now. <laughs> the, the long or short of it was we were trying to decide what platform to use to build our community. And there are a ton of different platforms. And I fought tooth and nail against discord just because I, I used it on my computer. I didn't use it anywhere else. But now we've been using it for such a long time and promoting it and have a, an active community on it that you were right. Like, I, I didn't want to... I thought just a general chat program would have been better. But the reality is people want to interact in many different ways, whether it's posting links, chatting, you know, whether, whether typing chat or actually voice chat. And Discord's actually made it really easy to communicate with listeners who value what we're doing and want to be heard because on twitter though it's my favorite of the platforms at the moment it can still be a little garbled to try and interact with people on twitter Mm -hmm. with long chains and threads but discord makes it really easy because people can at you people can you know and they can do that on twitter too but here it just it feels more (laughs) it feels warmer it feels more like a community well, it feels a little bit like old school Facebook when you first joined and it was so much fewer people. It, 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 in a way, it's like Twitter is like just yelling into a megaphone out into the out of out, out from the top of a mountaintop yeah. and hoping someone hears you. Yeah. And, uh, and on every mountaintop, there's somebody else with a megaphone screaming. <laughs> exactly. Pretty much. So, uh, so a Discord, uh, you know, obviously is more is much more intimate. It's like you're sitting down and having conversation at a table with a bunch of friends, yeah. you know. So and sometimes there are little conversations happening at different parts of the conversation, and occasionally those conversations cross over. It's like I, I'm I love Discord. I'm I'm really really glad we we moved to moved to Discord. Yeah, Discord was was a good choice, and I think the thing that I like about it is that yes, it, it's an opportunity for you and me and Addy and any of the other podcasters to interact with our audiences and with each other's audiences. Mm-hmm. But it's also an opportunity for the audiences to interact with each other too. Yes. Like there's conversations happening there that have nothing to do with any of us sometimes. And that's great. Like, like again, like it, it's just another form of media to me. Like it's just, it's giving somebody a voice who maybe didn't have it before. And I'm curious to see whether or not you have something interesting to say. You know, yeah, and, totally, and that's that's the best part. Yeah, uh, let's get into the nitty gritty a little bit about Star Wars. Um, you guys right. are long term <laughs> fans. Uh, me and Ben have been playing a little bit of the Old Republic together. We're not playing as much as I think both of us wanted to, but both of us have just not had the wherewithal really. Um, yeah, but you know. I'm always curious what people's take on modern Star Wars culture is. I, as someone who have been fairly repulsed by a lot of it, obviously, with all of the bullshit of people getting 
people to run from Twitter and Instagram because they shit all over them and like indignant fans blaming actors for what they hate about these movies. Like what, what, what do you think about the current state of star Wars as far as, you know, the content we have and the way the audience is interacting with it? I don't think it's any different from the content of society uh, as a whole. I, yeah. I think that's actually the cool thing about star Wars is that it, it, crosses like what makes star wars so amazing is you know it could have been one little thing that started out and appealed to you but it has such a universal um like it, the mythology is very universal there's so many different aspects that people gravitate towards and it's a lot like life it's uh, it's it's it sounds so <laughs> like such a bullshit thing to say <laughs> that Star Wars is life, <laughs> basically. But oh my I God, Eddie, <laughs> <laughs> selling the shit out of this. I know, buddy. right? <laughs> <laughs> but but I I think but I think there there is something about that universe that says a whole lot of different things, or a lot of people see themselves in it, and I just think this is just it's just a microcosm of all of society right now, where like. Right now, I feel that society right now is challenged by its identity. Mm. And in some ways it's good. In some ways well, – you know what? I, I'm actually going to go ahead and say it's actually in a lot of ways good, even though we're seeing a lot of negative. Right. Um, because here's the thing. There, there, are co- there are a couple a- angles to this. You know, one, we're, we're all kind of working out past injustices – you know, one of the people talk a lot about, and we we just spent a little bit of time bitching about social media. Right. But one of the beautiful things about the internet is that, in a lot of ways, you know, obviously big corporations have a bigger presence, but it has been sort of an equalizer for everyone to have a voice. And the scary thing is everyone has a voice, but that's also an amazing thing that everyone has a voice. People who didn't write the history books now have a chance to get their voices out there. People have a so so now so now it's challenging the identities that we've all the the narrative that we've all been been presented you know because history's been written by the winners so now that we're all kind of coming to terms with okay this is what society has been how do we move forward that and that's i think this is where we're all getting stuck is we we're still we're, we all have different ideas some of us don't well some of us have different ideas of how to move forward and some people are are focused on on how do we get you know justice and and all of them are legitimate concerns but we're all trying to figure out who we are and what that means and I, that's always been a human question but because there's so many more answers to that now and more voices and more voices and some of them not credible voices and some of them are but it's hard to hear them through the, all the noise yeah i i think what I think to me, though, what matters, whether it's a credible perspective or not is uh, – well, a credible idea or not is that there's a truth in the perspective of it, mm-hmm. whether you like that that idea or not. And figuring out how people come to the – arrive at those places is is sort of what I'm – I'm interested in how do you backwards engineer like why like right now why are we so interested in villains who are sympathetic you know they're 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 bad guys I mean before you know we we were okay with one dimensional villains you know and they have their place but we're very interested in finding out how people be- become the bad guys right you know why and the anti-hero yeah and, and then who you know, the shades of gray in between mm-hmm. that so 
I, I think I think that's I think we're just trying to figure out who we all are and and I think that's that's what's happening in the Star Wars universe, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's why like even though there's yes, there there's absolutely a lot of sexism and racism issues with some of the people who are complaining about Star Wars, but I love talking uh, my favorite question when it comes to finding someone who's a Star Wars fan is what was the thing that brought you to it? What was mm. the thing that appealed to yeah. you most? Because when I find out like okay, well this is someone's perspective on Luke Skywalker and who who that like who is Luke to that person. Right. I I remember having a conversation with a friend about uh the the throne room scene at the end of Return of the Jedi and how they interpret it interpreted it going right before we we like the weeks before the last Jedi. And it was very telling that they had a very specific version of Luke and I had a different version of Luke based on my interpretation of a like very key moments in those scenes and that it and, and that person didn't like Last Jedi and I did. And that person doesn't have a sexist or racist bone in their body. Right. But that they just they didn't like it because it didn't meet that particular expectation or of of that ideal because that's who they wanted Luke to be and that's because that's who they wanted to be as well. Sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. The thing about Star Wars for me is like it, it's such a basic and broad mythology that it's very easy to find yourself and identify with something in it. And I think that's why it appeals to so many people and so many people are so passionate about it. It's because there's something in there, like you said, like there's something in Luke Skywalker that you see or, or I see or, or Matt sees. And it may be a little bit different because Luke is just sort of a mirror to, to the audience of like, because okay, I mean, when you look, he's really very bland. There's really nothing to that character. You, it's it's a lot of, lot of Luke Skywalker's character in the movies is the baggage we put on him uh, from ourselves. Sure. And and I think that you know because of that, people identify with that character or or one of the other characters, and they feel very passionately about that. I also think a lot of it is bullshit i think a lot of it is trolling yeah you know because you know people can say whatever the hell they want and and you know that like addy was saying that's one of the great things about uh social media is everybody has a voice and one of the the shitty things is that there's trolls (laughs) yeah you know that everybody there's a lot of assholes out there you know for whatever reasons and you know, I think Addy and I are both pretty quick to point out that the assholes are on both sides of of, of any issue. So, oh, yeah. you know, uh, you know, you can find you, you know, and it's very easy to finger point back and forth and be like, "Well, that motherfucker said da da da," and "Well, they said da da da," and I think like Addy and I just had the shits of it last year, and so we were just like, "We're going to rise above that, and let's just enjoy." Star Wars. Let's yeah. just enjoy our, our nerdiness. Let's enjoy our thing, and not like get caught up in that hype. And we honestly, we we lost a lot of um, listeners. Yeah, in that yeah, process. we did. We even lost the Patreon. Uh, a patron. people on Patreon. Yeah. yeah. So we lost money over that. Of just the fact that we weren't willing to go negative. But I sleep a lot better at night. So fuck them. Sure. <laughs> I mean, well, at the end of the day, the show's got to be what you want it to be. And I think, like, in my, when I did my year in review uh, in January. Uh, about 2018, I had this impasse where I could just talk about the great things that happened in 2018, or I could talk about the great and bad things. And I chose to only talk about the good things because I felt like we had all had enough of the bad things. Like, we all live on this planet, and we all know the bad shit that's going on. I don't need to bring it up again. I should just talk about what I enjoy because people who are coming to listen to my show aren't coming to listen to me you know, berate or belittle stuff. And also it just makes me feel better. 
Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, you know what we love. I, I put this on on the Discord channel the other day because I was th- I was actually thinking about this what two days ago. The reason we love Star Wars and we love the Darth Vader story is because he gets redemption at the end. Yeah. Yes. There's hope in that story. Yep. And we love hope. We need hope as a people. We need hope in our everyday lives. It doesn't matter whether you're on the right or the left or in the middle. Everybody is struggling with something, and you need hope. And that's why that character is so so powerful, and that's why not going negative and not like getting sucked down into this stuff that's so easy to do on social media. Yeah. Uh, and and especially in nerd culture, you know, it's not just Star Wars; it's it's pervasive everywhere. Is is to go ne- to go negative? I'm mean, like one of the biggest WoW streamers. Like says he loves the game. He he and he just bitches about it constantly. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you don't love this game. You 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 hate this game, but you're making too much money to quit. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a horrible place to be. Like yeah. I, that 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 is a that is hell. Like that that is a, a your own personal hell. You created a hell for yourself. Why would yeah. you do that to yourself? Well, that's that's why we don't do a DC movies podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> or why either one of us is on Men of Steel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah, I totally hear that. I think the reason I stopped streaming originally, you know, not that I was streaming all the time, but why I took a long hiatus is because I kept building it up in my head of I have to love streaming and I have to play these certain games. When the reality is, I didn't have to do anything. I had to no, do yeah. what I wanted to do. And once I realized yeah. that I could stream inconsistently, I could sometimes just talk to people, I could sometimes not talk to people, it freed me up to feel comfortable doing it at least once a week because I realized as long as I do it, it like people are either going to tune in or they're not. They're either going to care yeah. about the game that I'm playing or they're not. And, and, yeah. and, and me... And you can't control that. Right. And me doing it more or less won't change that because I'll either be playing more of the game they don't want to watch or less of the game they don't want to watch. Like, <laughs> it's not going to matter at the end of the day. And I think it's exactly. also a huge deal that you guys, you know, because it's no secret to anyone who's been listening to you guys for a little while, the show has taken some steps forward, back. It's had some evolutions and some changes. And the fact that you guys have come to a place where the show is exactly what you want it to be and that's all that matters and that you're guiding it and that the really important thing is just how you guys deliver content and discuss the things that you're into really shows in the delivery of it. And I think as far as talking about Star Wars, I think that Addy's absolutely right about you really can know a person by where they got their start with Star Wars or even if they don't like Star Wars at all because there's plenty yeah. of reasons not to like Star Wars too if you don't, you know, and, sure. and that's your prerogative too. <laughs> and it's like, I think yeah. at the end of the day, I think that's what really matters is that not enough people think it's okay to not like things. I think everyone feels entitled and they deserve something and when they don't like mm-hmm. something, they feel like they've been wronged instead of just accepting that they don't like it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, and I think that that, that that's and that's, that's what drives so me crazy about the new movies. Like, I didn't like Solo. I didn't think it was awful, but it wasn't very good either. And I didn't have a lot of fun watching it. But do I belittle those who enjoyed it? No, because if you found something in that movie to like, then good for you. It means it's a movie for you, and you should enjoy it. And I think at the end of yeah. the day, I just can't stand people who want to rain on your parade for liking a thing. 
Yeah, I'm 100% with you until Michael Bay is involved. Well. And then, <laughs> fuck it, I'm just not interested. Well, yeah, I mean, that's fair. Well, that's another conversation about quality. Yeah. <laughs> Look, to, to be fair, I've watched all of the Transformers movies, for better or worse, except Bumblebee, which I have to see, which he's not involved in. And I watched both Ninja Turtles movies. The second Ninja Turtles yeah. movie is actually a lot of fun, but he's only the producer yeah. on, the, on those, so... Yeah, exactly. No, I agree with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> but but you're right. That said, though, um, a previous guest of Screen Snark, Patrick Willems, did a whole two-part episode about um, the art of Michael Bay and how he has two mm-hmm. movies in the Criterion Collection. So like, mm-hmm. which was really fascinating to watch because I too don't really like a lot of his movies. Wait, what movies does he have in the Criterion Collection? I believe it's The Rock and something else. I don't remember. Oh, that makes I, sense. I know it's The Rock. I don't remember what the other one was. Yeah. I want to say Pain and Gain got in, but I don't know if that's true. Um, it feels like it should. Well, it could. It could. Yeah. But uh, yeah. but yeah, and like, and that was really fascinating to watch because it also made me yeah. more curious about watching some of his older films and his other films. But like, that's the thing. You know, I don't fault you for disliking him, Ben. But just the same, it's interesting to look. To try and look at these different artistic things from different perspectives. And that's what I think Certain Point of View does really well. Is when you guys are talking about the Star Wars stuff or other stuff on your show. It's never, it, at least anymore, it's not, I hate this shit, it's terrible. It's, here's this thing. We read it. We watched it. Here's what I liked about it. Here's maybe what I didn't like about it. But, like, you're not just, you know, beating it to death. You're actually having a conversation about it. Yeah, and, you know... I- it's really natural. I love I love doing a podcast with Addy because it is so so comfortable to just have that conversation. Like he and I can just sit down and do the show, and like because well, these were the conversations we were we having were gonna anyway. have anyway. Right. Yeah, so, <laughs> it's just a matter of putting an awkward plug at the beginning and the end, throw right. a little music in between. But this is like we literally just we just turn it on and just like all right, let's talk. Yeah, <laughs> where were we? Th- yeah, these were our because co- for the longest time I actually I I, I lived with with Ben and his family for a while, and we used to commute into work together. Um, and these were our conversations, you know. When when we were in the car on on the on the way to and from uh, to and from work, so it's just it was just a natural thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> episode one, the Ewok <laughs> argument that we did, we literally like we probably have had that argument a hundred times. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. I, I've instigated a few times. <laughs> hundred one. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like it, yeah. This, that's one thing. Like it, it's. If you if you really have nothing else going on in your life and you decide to start from episode one and listen all the way through, <laughs> or just take samples, like it's really an evolution of of us and what we think of what and what we're thinking about. Yeah. As, as and so you can kind of like watch the the ebbs and flows of our relationship, but also our thought pro- our thought processes and about what's the whole to us. about the world and everything. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. You can take a really meta view of the yeah. show. And, you know, it, it might be interesting. I don't know. It might actually make it better. <laughs> um, actually, another question I have about the show is I wanted to give uh, credit to and ask about who made the logo, the Stormtrooper logo, and then uh, who composed the theme music. The uh, logo was done by a friend of mine, Sean. His kid and my kid uh, went to school together. One of my kids and his uh, went to school together, and he's a graphic artist. Uh, and, and he uh, was with us on uh, some Scruffy of the er- Nerf Herders. Scruffy Nerf Herders for a while, one and of our favorite on, characters. Yeah, 
and uh, and he also he, he was a guest a couple times on certain point of view too. Yeah, nice. Um, so yeah, he he designed that and put that together for us and helped us really put the first website together for us. So awesome. We're always big 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 fans of Sean. Uh, and then the music we got from premiumbeat.com. Premiumbeat.com. Oh wow! Yeah, nice. Just a yeah. Just wanted yeah. Just wanted something a little bit weird and funky. Like yeah. I, I, I originally wanted to try to get someone to arrange something that was um, like kind of like the the Cantina. Uh, theme song, right. you know, because that's like that's my favorite <laughs> piece of music out of Star Wars, to be honest. Sure. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like I, I we we actually had a different, we had an eight bit theme we had early an on, yeah. Um, but then we switched up to this one because it was just a little bit. Uh, I don't know. It just seemed to fit it a little bit better. Yeah, I kind of miss the eight bit one a little. I bit. I like though. this one a whole lot better. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you say the Cantina theme is your favorite piece of music in Star Wars because, well, it's not my favorite. I would agree that it's great. Although the the song that Lin Manuel Miranda composed for uh, what was it the for for, for, for Force, Force Awakens. Awakens like yeah that one is really funky and fun also and I feel like a really oh, cool yeah. evolution of the Cantina theme. Yeah, it yeah. is. Um, so let's talk a little bit about Star Wars specifics. Uh, which movie is your favorite, each of you? I, That's changed over the years. Uh-huh. Uh, it Early on for me, it used to be Jedi. Uh-huh. And up until last year, it was Empire Strikes Back. But I actually love The Last Jedi. Okay. It is my favorite Star Wars movie. That's fair. Ben? Uh... I also have changed, okay. uh, and uh, it would have been Empire Strikes Back until last year, and then Last Jedi became my favorite. That's really interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I uh, when I was a child, I liked Return of the Jedi like everybody else, and then once I hit college, I found an appreciation for Empire Strikes Back that I didn't have as a kid, and so Empire is my favorite. It hasn't been dethroned by The Last Jedi, but I definitely like The Last Jedi as my favorite of the newer movies. Um, I just, I'm really happy with how it turned out. I love Luke's evolution in it. I love getting to see Leia be a badass, which she always was, but like to get her to see her to use force powers and stuff. Um, exactly. But, uh, okay. Do you, do you, each of you have favorite characters in the star Wars universe? Chewbacca. Mm. (coughs) Uh, I'm an Obi-Wan fan. All right. Young Obi-Wan, old Obi-Wan doesn't matter. Um, it, it doesn't matter because it's the overall evolution of that yeah. character for me. Uh, but yeah, he's yeah, I, I, I like Obi Wan the best. <laughs> Mine still continues to be uh, Boba Fett, no matter what they continue to do to his backstory and screw <laughs> him up. Uh, you know whether he's a. I thought they I thought they did really well with him and redeemed him in a lot of ways in uh, Clone Wars. Yeah, I was gonna say they've done some cool stuff with him in Clone Wars. I think. Yeah, they did. And they might still with the the last season that comes out. If there's uh, there might be an episode with him. One can only hope because yeah, like once once the stuff happened in the actual prequel with him and that he was a clone but not really because he was a clone that was born and blah 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 blah. Um, but yeah I've always loved um, uh, Boba Fett fun fact about the special edition trilogy that came out when it came out on DVD not that anybody uses DVDs anymore um, when the special edition DVD set came out you could only get the special edition cuts and then they released the original cuts of all of the movies on DVD individually so right. I was still working at GameStop at the time. After I bought the trilogy, I then went out and also bought the original cut of Empire 
took the special edition of Empire out of my trilogy box, put the original cut in, and then traded in the special edition to GameStop. And so I have the special edition <laughs> versions of one, of uh, of uh, four and six, and then the original cut of five. Because I was like, I need I need to hear Boba Fett's actual voice, not this stupid audio change <laughs> to sound to sound like an actor who i love like, like tomorrow Morrison. yeah i love yeah. him i loved him as Django fett i love him as the clones like i i yeah, do yeah. love him as an actor he's a great actor he was fantastic mm-hmm. in aquaman actually um yeah but like when they changed his voice in the special edition i was like what is going on this is bullshit yeah was it jeremy bullock i think was the original yes uh, yeah Boba mm-hmm. fett. yeah and so so yeah so i yeah. I, have, I have a deep I, love there was for a lot of I didn't, yeah, I, it was an interesting decision by George to do, like, the special editions and, and the stuff like that, like. I understand why he wanted to add the stuff, like, some of it was really as cool. As a creator, yeah. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, I, I think, so, a lot of my love for media is actually born out of Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. and watching the behind-the-scenes documentaries from those, from those movies, because um, that was, that was ultimately, like, that those DVDs were the thing that made me finally say, you know what? Media is what I wanted to go into. Sure. Um, God, you're so young. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I was in high school then. (laughs) Um, uh, and, and And I remember Peter Jackson would say, like, you never finish making your movie, you just have a deadline. So, like, I from that perspective, I understand, like, I understand that George Lucas would have wanted to, you know, maybe fix a few things here and there but i think the problem was he the, did well <laughs> not so much have. not so much he did but i think it's actually i i do think it has a lot to do with the amount of time after that he did it because at that point you as a person have changed whereas if he had did, done that like for a special edition the year after yeah that would have felt a bit more true to that original vision he had back then but like you're talking about some guy doing it 20 years later like after a divorce and remarriage and all sorts of other things like all your your perspective on life has changed too so like i think that's why like some of those things are so superficial and and in some ways have even changed the way some of those character who some of those characters are essentially you know that's a good point (laughs) yeah i think that like at the end of the day the changes were made because he wanted to show that he still cared about his baby you know that that's why it yeah. was done, um, whether we agree with them or not. And I think also that's what makes it harder about going back to the well with this series is because besides the books, for a long time there wasn't anything else for many many years. Right. And so yeah. you know there were games and stuff, but for the most part the series was quiet on major media releases. Releases, and so right. once they went back to the well to do something new and then you know whole new stories like people are going to react the way they do um recently on uh as of when this airs um the most recent episode of fun and games was about gaps between games in a series um and more specifically kingdom hearts 3 and how it's kind of an impossible game to review because do you review it against the standards of the previous games, which came out 15 years ago? Do you review it against the current standard of games, which are not anything like kingdom hearts? Do you compare it against, you know, action RPGs? Do you compare it against other Disney games? Like it's one of those things that when things 
are come out after a certain period of time and people have grown up with these franchises, it's hard to ever really redeem them because someone's not going to be happy, no matter who it is. Like, there's always going to be someone who's just not satisfied with the end result. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's everything now. Yeah, it absolutely. <laughs> yeah, is. that's where we've become. You know, what we've become as a society, or at least while how it sounds like we've become as a society. I think you know, as pervasive, and this goes back to social media. As pervasive as social media is, I'm still not convinced that it's a fair representation of most people. I would agree. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. I think I, I think I, that's I, I also, think most people are far more reasonable than what social media lets on. And tend to not say as much. Oh yeah, <laughs> as well. people are way braver when they're not standing in front of somebody. I've definitely yeah, learned that, right? Because I've confronted people in person who have said shitty things to me online, and they are a lot more timid and a lot <coughs> less uh, brave, as it were. Yeah, because nobody likes to get hit in the fucking nose. No, <laughs> no that's not true. Um, well, I really appreciate you guys taking the time to chat with me and give us a little insight to the origins of CPOV. Um, I am honored and proud to be on this network. Um, and anything I can do to promote the network, I'm happy to do. I'm hoping that some of my listeners here will go check out the network. Um, before we wrap up, maybe say where people can find each of you on the internet and where they can find the shows of certain POV and all of that stuff. Well, yeah, you can find all of the shows at certainpov.com. That's always the best way. You'll find all our social media from there. Discord link is there. Give you a one, like I like giving you a one-stop shop type of you know uh, approach to all of our social media and everything. Well, here, here, and let's let's get to the bottom of this. That's because uh, you think about what we're trying to do here. The absurdity of what <laughs> we're trying to do here. We're trying to create a network of of people who just talk about stuff we talk about anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and hope to get paid for it, right? So that we don't have to do anything else. That's how insanely lazy we are. So we're gonna make you. We're gonna give you a website, <laughs> and that's all you need. Because yeah. um, if it's more complicated than that, we're not gonna do it. That's that's legit. I totally get that. Um, well, it's been a pleasure having you guys on. Um, the last thing I'll ask you to do is I have a saying on this podcast, and it's "Music is life, and life is good," which is that if you're making art and you enjoy the art you're making, your life can't be that bad. So what I'll do is I'll task each of you with saying one part of it. So if Ben will say music is life, and Addie will say life is good, we'll wrap up on that. Okay, ready? Music is life. Life is good. That's it for this episode of Crash Chords Autographs. Our theme music is by Michael Kill. Our logo was designed by Case Aiken and Joey Amans. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes and Facebook. You'll help us reach more listeners. Questions, comments, or guest recommendations? Email matt.storm at crashcords.com or hit us up on Twitter at CrashCordsWeb. Thanks for listening. Hi, this is Victor Devon, and I am the host of We Burlesque, the podcast. Every Monday, I talk to fabulous denizens of nightlife, including burlesque performers, both seasoned and new to the form, drag performers, performance artists, DJs, and artists who make up their respective scenes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. Please visit weberless.com to check out episode recaps and see all the formats available. And remember that music is life. Life is good.